Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Your St. Louis Blues are back home tonight, taking on the Canucks over at Enterprise Center. It's a 7 o'clock start, 6 o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN with Brooke and Carrie. I'm Randy, and we get a chance to visit with the Blues analyst on Valley Sports Midwest, and of course, terrific analyst on TNT and around North America, Darren Pang. Panger, good morning. How are you doing? Randy, good morning to you all. How is everything going this morning? Everything's good. We need we need to check in on Brucey. We haven't checked in on Brucey <laughs> lately. Yeah, you know what? Uh, my wife was with... Uh, our other two grandkids in New Jersey, uh, Brucey is in daycare today. We haven't seen him for a few days. Um, he's probably listening to the show, though, so <laughs> he's probably feeling pretty good right now. And, and uh, But we're going to pick him up in about a couple of hours, and he's going to be one happy little Bruce, that's for sure. <laughs> good. Panger, Joel Hofer getting sent down. Of course, it was a tough game for him the other night against the L.A. Kings, but the reason he got sent down wasn't because of that. It was because of going and helping Springfield get it ready for the playoffs. What did you see from him, though, from his time here? Well, he, I thought he was terrific. And, and you know, it's it's funny. During the during the game in L.A., when he you know he's down 2 nothing in the game, and L.A.'s a heck of a hockey team, and he's down 2 nothing in the game. The Blues aren't really ready to battle for that game right off the hop. They give up a goal on the first uh, on the first shot again. I think that's the seventh or eighth time this year that they've given up uh, the first goal of the game on the first shot. Um, and then, you know, he gave up that goal by Kempe on the, on the wing, which was one that any goaltender knows it's not a very good goal against, uh, even though Kempe can really shoot the puck. But at that particular point, I was actually looking at Craig Berube, who was looking at Steve Ott, and I'm thinking, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is just me. This is me, uh, you know, 300 yards away begging him, don't pull him. Let, let him battle this out. And these are the experiences that, that you want to have as a goaltender. It's the experience of finishing the fight, seeing how mentally tough you are. Don't just, you know, kind of wither away and get pulled, in, and then that's all, that's all she wrote for the night. So I was glad that they gave him that opportunity to stay in the net uh, you know, until you know, until finally you're down, you're down what five to one after first period, and, and you make a change late. So, uh, but all in all, I, I thought in evaluating um, Joel, I'm very, very impressed with him all the way around. Everything from his his demeanor to his um, his technique to his work ethic, um, the size that he is, I, I think he's going to be a heck of an NHL goaltender. And I think this was a phenomenal experience for the players to see Joel, get to know him. Um, see how he trains. I got a chance to see him in the hallways because when you're on the road, you don't have your own gym. You know, there's uh, there's uh, 
you know, certain equipment and stretching that's set up outside the locker room. And, and I, I was just watching his commitment to it and, and working on his strength and his leg strength and just things like that. So um, this, was a, this was a great carrot for him to nibble on uh, in the summertime so that he comes back next year and, and is ready to compete. I believe that Joel's going to come in here next year, not just ready to be, uh, you know, the backup to Jordan Bennington. I mean, he's going to come in here, I'm sure, with that mindset of pushing Bennington and getting as many starts as he can. So, I mean, that tells me this is going to be a really healthy uh, battle and competition and, 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 and partnership uh, for years to come here for the St. Louis Blues. Penguin, I want to circle back to getting pulled because goalies are generally routine-oriented individuals, and you go in and you expect to play. For people that aren't aware of it, when you were in Chicago, Mike Keenan would start you, pull you, put you back in, pull you again. How much did that mess with goalies and your ability to, to focus in mentally? Well, I tell you what, you just brought back some horrible memories. I figured, for me. some, I figured there was some PTSD there. Oh. Yes, I mean, you know, I, I know I didn't play for the St. Louis Blues, but we all have something in common. Our... our, our our, I was going to say our hatred for Mike Keenan. Disdain um, is a kind of word. <laughs> but his, uh, whenever you say that, I remember my second full year when he uh, he pulled me 13 times. Now listen, mm. I, I, I get it that some coaches do it you know, to change the flavor of the game or to, to make a point to somebody. And sometimes it's not always the goalie, and I knew, I knew that with Mike. Sometimes it wasn't always the goaltender. But I will tell you this, if every time you give up a goal – your neck turns towards the bench. Hmm. That's not a good thing. That's a terrible habit to be in, and, and it's it, and it's a sign of a, a lack of confidence in both the coaching staff and yourself. So that happened to me during that time. But for Joel, you know, I think in this moment, I mean, you could feel it in the rink. You know, the, the LA Kings are. I think they're a top echelon team in the NHL. And I, you know, John Kelly and I in Valley Sports in our open, we we said that the game is not going to be the easy summer hockey-style game they just had in Anaheim. I mean, that was like, honest to goodness, that was like breezing through a, a junior B hockey game. And I said, it's going to be tough kind of getting through this team. They, they are that good. And so sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And, and so, I mean, could Joel have stood on his head and spit out a couple of wooden nickels and, and kept it a one nothing game? Yeah, and, that's, and that third goal against... I, like I say, most goaltenders go back, you evaluate every single goal, every single shot, where you were in the net, why were you there, why weren't you there, uh, what didn't you do against that Adrian Campe coming down your left side. So, I mean, I, I, I still think that, uh, th- that is, it's good for Joel to experience that. It's not easy. There's going to be some adversity, and, and that's only going to better him going down to the American Hockey League for their, for their playoff push. That was going to be my question. Is is that an issue? Could that be an issue for him? You I mean you give up the five goals and then you are sent down, obviously for the for the playoffs. But don't you want to get an opportunity against NHL players to get right back out there and yeah. show that that's not who you are? Yeah. Well, that's 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 the part that you beg for, mm-hmm. you carry, yeah. but it's not the part that you have control of. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I don't think you have. I don't think you can really worry about things that you have no control of, like. You know, did he know before the game that he was going to go to Springfield afterwards? There's a good, there's good indication that that was the case. Um, that that you know, the bag was ready and packed up right after the game. The training staff had it outside the hotel because he was catching an early flight the next morning. So, um, but the fact of the matter is, just like you said, Kerry, and you know it, confidence is something. You know, if he finishes that game off well and he wins a two to one in L.A., gets sent down to the minors, then you know you can roll from it from there. Uh, but I, I would say that the 
the all-encompassing experience that he had and the way that he played uh, was 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 going to. I mean, it's going to be good for him anyway going down in the American League because you know the the shots in the American League aren't quite what it is here. the 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 intensity in practice is not what it is here. Uh, the accuracy of the shooters and the and the, you know the, how hard they fire the puck. So he's going to go down there, and and I bet he just dominates because everything happens a little bit slower, and he's used to a faster pace. So he's going to be just fine, regardless of the game a lot, uh, two nights ago against LA. What what do you think about Verona and the way that he's been able to perform? Is this just him getting a second shot, and do you think he'll continue this on going into next season? Well, I will say that you know he kind of you know kind of dips in and out of a game. You know, um, in, in in analyzing Jacob Verona so far, there's been many good things that he does. Um, he's obviously a player that's very opportunistic, Brooke. I mean, he he's I don't think he's the fastest player on the ice, but I think he's fast when he has the puck, and and that's probably hard for a lot of people to comprehend. Most players get slower when they get the puck and try to slow things down and look for plays to develop. He gets the puck, and even though he's slow getting to the puck, I think he is. Then he gets the puck and he pushes forward and looks fast. So that those are the positives that I see from him. Um, I think the one area that that again he's having an, his third team to prove what kind of player he is. I still believe there's another level of compete from him. Um, it can't always be those plays all the time. And I I think you know that he's got to maintain his pace of play, uh, Brooke. If that you know if that's sounding like everybody, if you can hear that clearly. Um, every single shift, you know, to be a to be a, a difference maker. Every single shift, not have three or four quiet ones and then have one good one. So the consistency has always been um, the challenge for him in the NHL. But man, when he gets it going, look out. So I I think he you know he just needs to keep his concentration level going through the through you know the first minute of the game to the last minute of the game. And and we're going to see some good things from Verona because not many guys can make plays or shoot the puck like he can do in the NHL. Panger, I asked Curves this yesterday. I'm going to ask you. At times, the Blues have shown flashes, especially since the trade deadline. What do they need to add, or or who do they need to add uh, for this team to be a playoff contender next season? Well, I I think more than anything, it's the mentality of defending, Kerry. I, I, I don't... We weren't far off this year. I mean, our, you put, you stack the, the what's on the roster at the beginning of the year up against the other top teams in the league, and I, I would have to say that that the St. Louis Blues would scare anybody in the league. Anybody. It, 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 for whatever reason, it was uh, um, the lack of focus for 60 minutes, um, having a good first period, and then, for whatever reason, checking out and not showing up early in, in a second period, giving up three or more goals for, I think, 28 or 29 mm-hmm. times in a period. I mean, those aren't championship-winning teams. That's not... that. I don't know if I looked at the roster and said, okay, that roster just isn't good enough. I, I can see, you know, like an Anaheim or like a, you know, some of the poorer teams in the NHL. It's not at all. It's the mentality to defend. It's the mentality to be, you know, consistent and mean and hard on the other team. And that's what's got to get back. So whether it's a structure thing or, or whether it's, uh, you know, making players more accountable. And, and if you're not going, you're not playing. You know, maybe maybe that more than anything else has to be established uh, for next season. To me, that sounds more player driven than than coach driven. I, I know Barubi has been harping on that all season. Which player or players has to have that mindset so that the entire team, you know, falls in line? Well, for me, it's always your top players. 
You know, they set the tone. That's why Ryan O'Reilly was so great. That's why, you know, David Perron, they, they established these, the work ethic and practice and the, the um, you know, the, basically they were very vocal both on themselves and, and on the team when, when, when it wasn't good enough. I just can recall many times where Alexander Steen would set the tone on the bench on a bad line change. I mean, those are the, the little things in the game that are so carry. So what, where does it start? Well, it starts with your, your guys that are getting paid the most. It starts with your, for me, the defending part of it. Um, so I, I think the consistency from a Colton Pareko, uh, you know, starting from the beginning, he sets the tone. Like, for me, I love Colton Pareko. He's, he's an engine. And when he goes, and you can tell by our broadcast, man, when he goes and he gets that puck or he's in front of the net and he boxes out and then he gets control of a puck and goes, this team follows him. And that's what I mean. It's players like that. That, that you have to have that mentality. Next year, it's going to be the, it's going to be the Jordan Kyros and the Robert Thomases. They're the guys making eight million dollars a year. They have to be the ones every single game that show up early, that go to practice, they work hard, and and they set a tone, the good tone, and then they follow that up in games uh, with good habits and and playing the game the way. The, the top end players in the NHL play the way the Patrice Bergeron's play and the way I mentioned, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, the way that he, he led by example for this hockey club for so many years. So I, I, I would have to think that that's, that's gotta be the mindset going into next year. Just real quick. Also, how do you improve? We keep on, we keep talking about how to improve things defensively. How do you fix the blues special teams moving forward? Because especially look at that loss against the Kings the other night, penalty kill is just not working out for right. them. You're, you know what, Brooke, you're, you are right. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, listen, there, there, were, there were some alterations. There were some adjustments because, you know, Jim, Jim Montgomery was a coach that was expected to be back here, um, you know, and good hiring by Boston. We can see what he has done. But you can also see how valuable he was to the special teams of the Blues on the penalty kill side. And so the year starts off, and there's, you know, that we have a change in, uh, in coaching, you know, personnel like, you know, Craig McTavish, uh, you know, comes in here and and there's a different way of talking about the penalty kill. There's a different terminology that you use. So there was some adjustment there and then it didn't get off on the right foot and then it just snowballed. But it did get fixed, you know, from a period of early January to even before the L.A. game, um, the penalty kill was jumped back into the top eight if you forget about the top, you know, two and a half months. So that's really good. That's really positive. So it means it's there and it means they fix some of the, some of the, you know, the slang they use or some of the, you know, some of the technique that they were using prior to and weren't, you know, weren't going back to this year. So also big saves on the penalty kill. Those are all, those are all big parts of it. But uh, the, both the penalty kill and the power play were not difference makers. But more than anything else, Brooke, that bought, you know, that good teams do, you have good penalty kill somewhere between 88 and 92% if you possibly can at certain points. That's really high. But then you've got to have five-on-five five scoring that's in the plus. You've got to be a plus 15 or plus 20 in your five-on-five, five, even strength scoring goals for, goals against. If you have those two numbers, then you're a playoff team, and that's guaranteed. Panger, you've got the Blues tonight. Where do your TNT duties take you tomorrow? Um, I'm going to head to Washington uh, tomorrow. So I'll do our game tonight with John Kelly, and then uh, I'll head to Washington, then I'll meet the team in Chicago, and then a day off in, in Nashville um, and then uh, the afternoon game in Nashville, and then I'll have the TNT game here on Sunday afternoon against the Boston Bruins. Fantastic. And by the way, we know that you're scouting right now, but next week in this very time slot, we want your pick for the Masters, okay? 
Oh, that sounds great. I get, I'm get, i getting more and more excited about that, that's for sure. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. You got it. Have a great morning, guys. See ya. Darren Pang, Blues Analyst, and you'll see him tonight on Bally Sports, and like we said, tomorrow on TNT, and then Sunday, Blues and Bruins on TNT, and he'll have the game. So that'll be cool.